for those that have followed my journey, they know how important meditation has been for me in transforming the way I go about the things that I do. And it really wasn't until I started meditating for up to an hour was when a big shift started to happen. And I know for a lot of people who meditate, you know, an hour seems like a long time. And I really believe to really get the true benefits out of meditation, you need to sit for an extended period more than your regular 20 minutes that most people do. Now, the biggest challenge for most people I've realized is getting past that first phase, which is quietening the mind enough so that you can truly experience the benefits of meditation. And for me, those benefits are connecting with just pure oneness, a place of pure love and energy that fuels you, that stays with you throughout your whole day and actually changes everything. You start to change your reality when you start to tap in and tune into this energy. For me, it started, it took an hour to connect with it. Sometimes it takes two hours. But the biggest challenge for most people was quieting the mind. Uh, So that's why I've gone ahead and decided to create a free guide to quietening the mind. Uh, And you can get access to this free guide either on the podcast page where you're listening to this episode or if you just type state-shifters.com, there'll be a pop-up to come up where you can download that free guide. And it'll help you get access to these amazing benefits meditation can offer. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the State Shifters podcast. My name is Jordan Kalish and the State Shifters podcast is for people looking to level up their current state of being. And one of the biggest level ups that I did was while I was at my corporate job, I actually discovered uh, a different way of understanding what nutrition and lifestyle or biohacking is. And in this episode, I bring on someone who I've connected with here in Toronto. Her name's Kiki and she is at the forefront of this biohacking movement. And if you haven't heard of biohacking, uh, I discovered it through Dave Asprey, who is the founder of Bulletproof. And when I read his book, it really shifted everything that I thought to be true around diet, nutrition, and how to maintain a, a, an optimal uh environment for my body and mind to to function efficiently and it fueled me with so much more energy when I turned to eating more fat less carbohydrates when I started to tune into different hacks that I could use to optimize my energy throughout my day so I could find ways of having more creativity and and making time for the things that I wanted to do outside of my corporate job uh, so Kiki and I have a really amazing discussion about some of the things we're passionate about and she gives some great information about how you can incorporate some some of these biohacking, uh, biohacking techniques into your day uh, so you can function better, uh, live better and give more. So enjoy this episode with Kiki. Okay, Kiki Athanas, welcome to the State Shifters podcast. How Thank are you, my you. friend? Thank you for having me. I'm very well. It's my pleasure. Uh, I've been wanting to get you on this show for a little while now <laughs> since we connected a few weeks back at a biohacking event here in Toronto. And I guess that kind of segues in perfectly to what we're going to be talking about yes. in this interview because you're an, I would say, a master, expert, <laughs> high-level biohacker. <laughs> and for anyone that's tuning in who's never heard of the term biohack before, what is, how would you describe it? Hmm, um, I would say 
I mean, obviously it's hacking your health. It's hacking your biology. Um, but hack has a almost a negative vibe to it or like a masculine uh, vibe oftentimes. And I just see biohacking as optimizing the way that you live, the way that you eat, the way that you breathe, the way that you interact with people and interact with your environment and just being really conscious of it and taking steps to make sure that it's the best ever. I love that because, <laughs> I, yeah, I... To started to take notice of biohacking back when I started my corporate job and I really wanted to start to optimize how I felt at work because mm-hmm. when you're sitting at a desk all day and you know you're not if you're not eating the right foods and you're not doing the the proper amount of like physical and mental preparation or mm-hmm. maintenance mm-hmm. you're gonna like, you get tired at your desk yeah you know, you can't focus yep. uh, I was just noticing that like my energy levels were off yeah started to tune into the biohacking space read Dave Asprey's book, uh, Bulletproof Diet. Love that Started book. drinking Bulletproof Coffee and <laughs> yeah, it went from there. My, my, yeah. my whole like, my whole world changed. I honestly say that. Yeah. My world literally changed. My yeah. diet changed. The way I thought changed yeah, around totally. nutrition. Uh, and that kind of, that's a, a brief summary of how I discovered this. But how did you fall into this biohacking field and kind of give us a background of your journey? Yeah, um, that's a good question. So my journey started in mainly in the nutrition space. So my background is actually similar to yours. It's um, I went to Rotman Commerce, so business background. Um, I was always a goody two-shoes and um, I don't know if that's similar to you, but that's just me. Um, And anyways, I worked at startups and um, at my previous startup job, um, I just really wasn't enjoying it. It was a similar thing where I was just always at my desk and I was always researching like recipes and and cooking. And it all started when I moved out on my own and you could, uh, I could grocery shop for myself and just make healthier choices. It was, I was in control. And um, you notice that you can make small changes to your diet and you know weaving in some some exercise here and there and oh my god everything changes you feel so much better you look so much better and um and it's it's interesting that just small shifts can make such a big difference and i unfortunately got super obsessed with that and i took it to the next level and um there's something known as like orthorexia where it's just like you're so obsessed with healthy eating that it's literally a problem I- I, I think I had that as well. Oh, my God. Anyone I, in health and wellness I is totally on the spectrum that. of orthorexia. And like, and I know now that I'm always recovering. Like, I'm a recovering orthorexia because once you're on it, you are always. And so, anyway, so I took it to, like, the, like, the extreme. Yeah. Um, and like lost too much weight and and, and, same, and same right, deal. Yeah. yeah and then and then you become so obsessed with being healthy that you're no longer healthy because I wouldn't eat anything if it wasn't oh grass God. fed exactly. if it wasn't like organic and then, and then you're also it. like planning your yeah. schedule around like oh no like I'm gonna be fasting at that time like no like yeah. oh no can't go on a date because yeah. like he's probably gonna want to take me for Italian like that's not gonna happen um and uh and so and then I realized okay I'm no longer healthy because I am in in a very yeah. unhealthy state of mind mm-hmm. because I'm living in fear Mm -hmm. of being healthy enough um and then i realized that okay actually it's how you do things um is way more important than Mm -hmm. what you do Mm -hmm. and so it's how you eat it's how you exercise it's how you communicate with other people and how you you know weave in community and um and i just took a more mindful approach to to health and wellness and and similar to you i read uh bulletproof 
And um, I really liked a lot of what Dave Asprey uh, shares and, and still shares today. I think he does it from a very holistic standpoint. Mm-hmm. I still think a lot of what he, um, a lot of the information he shares is still a little bit rigid and it needs to be, it works for people that are unhealthy and that need that like slap in the face that it's like, yo, look, like processed it's food, it's yeah. killing you. Like, you know, but yeah. then there are certain things, especially I think, for women that are, you know, we're so worried about our appearance and that kind of thing that we can get really stuck on rules mm-hmm. and, and start living a little bit too regimented. Uh, so anyways, that was a really long-winded answer. No, but. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's, it's funny. You see, what, what do you call that term? Were you, it's it's a real thing. Yeah. It's orthorexia. Because now that you mentioned it, I totally had that. And, yeah. and it, it came from the paradigm shift that I had when I read Bulletproof Diet and I realized I've... I've had this whole thing wrong. Yeah. Like, fat, and you look at yeah. everyone like, oh my God, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know the truth. And, and totally. it's like, and, and then you see people like eating like random processed food mm-hmm. and you're just like, <gasps> and, and you like almost have a panic attack for them because they're yep. like, oh my God, they're like, they're yep. killing themselves. <laughs> um, but eventually you have to let it go and, and, you know, find that balance. Totally. And I, I believe it starts with the diet. So the diet, I believe, is the entry point when you start to change up your diet and you notice how much of a difference it makes on yes. for me it was mental my mental clarity yeah i uh, wasn't having those energy dips in the morning because yeah. i got rid of carbohydrates and sugar that yeah. was hidden in everything and then it, it goes another level when you realize that diet plays such an important role biohacking becomes it you take it to the next level exactly. how can i tweak little things to to feel my best and be more optimal in my exactly. day exactly if someone hasn't read the bulletproof diet before or mm-hmm. is still it hasn't looked at their their diet in depth to mm-hmm. see what foods may be impacting them in a positive or negative way yeah do you mind giving a brief like synopsis of of what the bulletproof diet entails and sure yeah, because i'm yeah. not all about the bulletproof diet that's true that's true um it's definitely not the be all end all and it works for some people uh so for those of you who don't know the bulletproof diet it's essentially a keto-ish diet so it's a very high fat uh, low to moderate protein and uh, low carb. Um, and so you're eating complex carbohydrates, like, you know, a little bit of sweet potato, um, a little bit of, I don't even think quinoa is allowed, but there no. are some, um, you, you can eat berries. <laughs> this is where I got super uh, yeah. strict on it. I was like, I can't even touch anything. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And that's unhealthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and then, so it's all about the fats, uh, the monounsaturated fats, like I was mentioning before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the avocado oil, uh, olive oil, um, avocados, um, and then, um, also saturated fat. So he's all about grass fed butter, butter, um, coconut oil, um, and then not too much nuts and seeds, um, if at all. Um, and then a lot of vegetables Mm -hmm. and a little bit of grass fed meat here and there, if it's the dark meaty kind. So now people hear that and they're like, oh my God, bacon and eggs for breakfast. Like, perfect. I can eat that. And, um, and it seems really like, okay, I'll just take out sugar, but I can eat all of this really kind of comforting fatty Mm -hmm. food. Um, unfortunately, if you're not doing it right and you're opting for a lot of animal protein and animal foods that are not organic, then you're getting a lot of toxins in your body. So you need to do it properly. You need to do it organic. Um, and you know, high fat diet does not work for everyone, uh, especially saturated fats. And 
uh, fasting. He's a very into intermittent fasting. Um, generally you do the bulletproof diet, um, on like a 16, eight. So you're eating in an eight hour window. Um, again, that works really well for if you're looking to lose weight. Um, but if you have any sort of adrenal issues, if you're stressed out, um, fasting can be really, really dangerous because it's, um, because of, um, the way that it alters your adrenals. It's basically, it's when you're fasting, when you're in fasting mode, you're telling your body, like oh my god I'm fasting I'm dying like let's you know and it starts to freak out Um, and so if you're otherwise healthy and otherwise okay then that's all right and it's good to kind of put your body into that urgent state because it's going to burn the fat it's you know it's awesome but if you're you know you're suffering with adrenal fatigue um, then you're basically telling your your body like by the way you're like on the brink of goddamn death (laughs) so you need to be very careful with fasting and snacking is not the end of the world and Mm -hmm. carbs are not the end of the world mm-hmm. um i am so sick of people like you know seeing a bowl of grapes like they're the death um fruit is never a bad thing um i think i had to relearn that um i think i'm still relearning. oh my that. god yeah i can tell even the way that you're shaking your head um you need to read medical medium because yeah. that is like literally the complete opposite okay. he's super about fruit and and he actually talks about something called fruit fear and he's like it's a thing and people are going crazy and yeah exactly and fruit has so many healing antioxidants flavonoids so many things that science hasn't even hasn't even caught up with Mm. that to take fruit out of your diet because it's sugar is like oh my god it's taking out such a healing powerful addition to your diet and there's a reason why you know, it, that it's such a comforting thing to, you know, like bite into a nice peach, mm-hmm. like enjoy it. And there's so much goodness in that. And so anyways, that's the bulletproof diet. Um, there's, with that said, it's, it's people often, um, enjoy it and have benefits from it because they're cutting out the crap They're you know, there's other things that they're doing and it's not necessarily because they're following bulletproof. It's because they're cutting out a whole bunch of processed foods, you know, white, white grains, overly, overly processed grains, that kind of thing. And they're lowering their sugar in, in a short term that is going to help you lose weight. Um, and I think a, a keto diet for someone that drastically, you know, does need to lose weight is awesome. Um, but it shouldn't be done on a long term. And just like how mm-hmm. Dave Asprey says, he, he cycles, you know, he's not always in ketosis because that's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very well said. It's definitely not one size fits all. Never. And the more, technology is advancing the more we're learning about the the human body we're realizing that literally everyone's diet is unique to you exactly you should have a very unique diet your diet is not going to be the same as anyone else's exactly your body's not the same as anyone else's no so that's what i kind of learned when i started the bulletproof diet like yeah. i went full head first into everything i was fasting yeah doing the intermittent fasting and yes i would suggest that if someone has not tried fasting if they haven't tried like a high fat diet if they eat a lot of sugar yeah this stuff like really will change your life totally like, I remember, and try it. yeah i remember just you know that first transition because i ate a lot of like carbs mm-hmm. i would eat lots of breads lots of cereal mm-hmm. it's just how we ate in australia that's how yeah. like that's what i had for breakfast and then yeah. come 10 30 i'd be at work and i would like I would be dizzy that I was so hungry because yeah. my blood sugar was crashing. Yeah, and you're filling up on empty calories. Exactly, exactly. So I'm snacking you. all the time on like yeah. usually bars, all these like sugar-based stuff, but I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know any better. Yeah. And then when I flipped this switch to, well, wait a second, I don't actually need to have breakfast. Yeah. This is just this idea in my head that like 
you should have breakfast in the morning. Yeah. Skipping breakfast and having the coffee, which was a high fat, a high fat type type drink yes. in the morning, allowed me to not get hungry till one yeah. one two p.m. in the afternoon. It like literally blew my mind because I was like, I'm now not having to think about food. Yeah, I'm so much more productive. So much more creative. Fasting will really do that. Yes. That's what I like about it. It um it does. The less you eat, the less you want to eat. It's, it's so, so weird. weird. Yeah. Um, but um, I actually, I hosted a fasting retreat um, like a couple of years ago yeah. and it was with Megan Ramos from the Intensive Dietary Management Clinic and they use fasting protocol for um, people with diabetes that are mm. like very obese. And I remember her explaining that um, your your uh, hormone that, uh, I think it's ghrelin, ghrelin, um, uh, basically it goes down the more you fast. So it's almost like you become hungry. There's that hunger that's like a craving hungry. That's like that annoying, like, oh, you know, it's been a couple hours. I'm feeling peckish. Um, And that's almost the worst thing to get over. And once you get over that hump, all of the other humps get smaller and smaller and smaller. And literally if you fast for days, it goes away. And you just like, you forget that food is a thing. It's yes. crazy. But people that never fast or never even intermittent fast, they're like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, cause they can't go like, you know, my mom can't go like, yeah. you know, more than eight hours. Like it's just, you know, she'd think it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, once you get over that hump, it's great. And so, yeah, for sure. As you mentioned, like if you're looking to start something, looking to, you know, amp up your diet and, and try something new, fasting might be your go-to. Uh, trying a keto diet is great. Just be mindful that it might not be right for you. And so be, listen to your body while you're um, going through it and and be kind with yourself mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out and, mm-hmm. you know, you try something else. Yeah, t- totally agree. And if someone's going to make that switch from, if their diet's well off and they're having lots of sugar and lots of crappy foods like yeah. I was having, I remember reading uh, that you should allow like one to two weeks if you're going to fully transition to a, like a high fat diet or mm-hmm. clean up your diet fully, mm-hmm. allow like one to two weeks for all these toxins to just cleanse yes, and, and come the out. the keto flu. Yeah, it's yes. that, that is, it's, it's yes. a thing. It totally. And um, I'm, I didn't um, have it because I was eating pretty clean mm. anyways, um, but it, goes for even if you're doing like a juice cleanse or anything that you're drastically changing your diet or even your lifestyle sometimes it can get worse before it gets better so you do have to be mindful of that with the keto diet especially if you're gonna do it I would say although I don't usually advocate for this like kind of be strict with it because if you f it up and then you know eat eat a cupcake then you're really effing it up do you know what I mean because now it's like you've just loaded up on fat and then if you add sugar to the mix it's uh totally a shit show so if you're gonna choose to do it you know uh follow the protocol and um know that it's it might feel worse Mm. before it feels better good tip if someone's thinking about trying fasting they've obviously heard a lot about it haven't started it yet they, they know it's beneficial any tips or advice for someone who wants to yes. keep fasting a go? Um, so I would start with, for some people, just eating in a 12-hour period um, is a stretch and, and, and that could be something to work towards. So um, for me, I generally stick with intermittent fasting. So I'm eating um, usually between like 
10 and 6, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Um, But uh, I would just pick a 12-hour time slot in the day, which is like basically your whole day, and try to eat within that, and then eventually lower lower that feeding period to the ideal eight. Mm -hmm. Um, I have interviewed dietitians around intermittent fasting, and a lot of them have said that, you know what, it is actually something that's totally fine to do on the long term. It's sustainable. Um, You don't need to do it with the keto diet, you um, fasting doesn't auto intermittent fasting doesn't automatically mean you need to have a high fat diet. Yeah. You can be incorporating cool. carbs, um, but yeah, I think eating keeping your food intake into a twelve hour period is generally good for everyone. Um, it gives your body a break, and um, digesting food is is taxing on the body. And so if you're always in that digestive mode and you're always, you know, giving your body work to do. It's draining energy, right? Exactly. And so it's nice to give it that rest. um, And it has a lot of anti-inflammatory benefits to to have that pause. Yeah, I've been fasting for like almost two years now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Intermittent fasting was what, same same deal, except I would skip breakfast and not have my first meal until like two 3 p.m. usually and I incorporated uh, exercise into that as well Mm -hmm. so when I was at my job my corporate job I had this like regimented routine like it was it was so good so good but so bad at the same time Yeah, you're one of those super annoying people yeah yeah yeah. I was like (laughs) you know have my bulletproof coffee go to the gym at 12 31 yeah smash my workout yeah come back and then I'd have my first meal at like two yeah I'd break my fast and I remember like I had so much clarity in the afternoon. Yeah. When everyone's falling asleep at their desk, I, my mind is on yeah. and I'm feeling amazing. And I've been doing that for a long time. That's why I'm also curious. Like, so they say it's okay to do fasting in a, in a longer period. Say, because I've kept doing that. I've sort of stuck to that yep. routine of not having breakfast, have my first meal around two, yep. then have dinner at like seven. Totally. If yeah. that's working for you, that's something that you can do on the long term. Cool. Um, I would suggest definitely taking breaks though. Like even if you could do like mm-hmm. one day a week where you don't gotcha. um, intermittent fast, that will actually be beneficial for your body because um, just like working out, which I'm sure you probably know more than I do, um, uh, change is really good, right? Mm-hmm. Doing If you did the same workout every time, your body would just get used to it and it wouldn't be a workout anymore. And so it's the same thing with diet. Switching things up um, is really really beneficial and you'll you'll get more gains Mm. um so even if it's just once a week that you don't intermittent fast like as drastically that would actually be helpful and it's helpful for like it's conducive to real life totally yeah (laughs) and you got again you still gotta live your life you can't get too strict on this stuff like we were saying earlier you know so yeah on the weekends i'm gonna go i love breakfast so i'll go out and have my breakfast and i'm not gonna be too strict exactly and it's also one thing to note is is when is a good time to have carbs because yep. a lot of people, it, it's a big deal trying to give up. Like for me, bread was the hardest thing to give up. I love uh, bread. Yeah. Um, I've incorporated it back into my diet now. Good. I have gluten-free bread. I've Amazing. cut the gluten. <laughs> but is it can people still eat carbs? And if so, when's a good time to eat it? Oh, my goodness. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> carbs are amazing. Um, we need to understand. That's the only the thing that I do go against, Dave Asprey. Mm. God, I love him. But mm. um, uh, our brains do function off sugar and carbs. And mm. if we starve ourselves from of carbs, then we're starving ourselves. And we're starving our brains. Um, now... Now, 
what people, first of all, when people say that they're on the keto diet, most of the time they're not on a keto diet. They think they're on a keto diet. They're on basically a paleo diet. And so I don't freak out when, when a whole, when everyone, probably you, you are too. Um, everyone, if you're on the keto diet, you are in a, you're following a therapeutic diet that you should be, um, uh, overseeing with a medical practitioner. It is not something you would want to Mm. do for more than a month. Like Mm. they, they use it for people that have Mm. seizures. Um, it's a therapeutic diet protocol, but honestly, if you have like a spoonful of pumpkin seeds, like bam, you're no longer on on keto. You know what I mean? So do you mind giving people just, if someone's never heard the term keto diet before, a quick summary yes. of what that is. So basically, I think the percentage is that you can't have more than five to ten percent of your di- of your dietary intake as carbs, yeah. and like you need to understand that like cabbage has carbs, Brussels mm. sprouts has carbs, like. 100% dark chocolate, you're done. Like the, the carbs for the day. Yeah. So it's not just a matter of like, oh yeah, no, I just do sweet potato and like I only do berries. Okay, but if you're doing like more than six berries, like you're no longer on keto, you know? Um, so, and then again, it's um, protein eventually turns into carbs. So it's very low protein um, and you basically have to eat a lot of fat. Um, so... Uh, I mean, really, if you're eating a lot of vegetables, you're already throwing off the mm. carb intake and you're basically eating a paleo whole foods diet, which yeah. is which is generally yeah. good. Um, with that said, having a high carb diet is not the end of the world. Um, it, a lot of um, uh, blue zones, so areas that have... Um, people that live for, for long periods of time and that, um, that are really healthy. A lot of those areas are, um, uh, citizens that eat a, eat a lot of grains and a lot of carbs and it, they have a carb heavy diet. Um, so again, it's not one size fits mm-hmm. all. Um, you can thrive on a really high carb, low fat diet. Um, and it might actually even be better for you. I know mm. that it's not trendy right now, um, but there is a movement. It's just mm. under the radar. Again, check out Medical Medium because he's got cool. a, a lot of great resources. Um, and just making sure that you're you're having good complex carbs um, or carbs from sugar. And now I can't remember what your original question was. Yeah, it's good times to eat carbs. Like oh, c- clean, good times. clean carbs yep. you know, at night, a bit of rice is okay yep. before bed. Totally. Will- so um, carbs before bed in particular is really great to um, uh, giving your brain a little bit of sugar will help to stabilize it. And then so you won't wake up in the middle of the night um, craving sugar. Um, So even Dave Asprey will suggest having like a a teaspoon or a tablespoon of raw honey uh, right before bed. I love doing that. Oh my God. It's a good little hack, that one. Same. I love raw honey. Mm. Raw honey is, oh my goodness. So raw honey Mm. is a wild food, which means it's also an adaptogen. Um, Wild honey is so underrated. (laughs) Um, and, And make sure that you do opt for the raw and if you're using raw honey, don't put it in super hot water because that will kill all the enzymes. Mm. Um, I used to do that. And, and don't bake Damn, with really? it. Okay. Yes. So really raw honey needs to stay raw. So you can put it in like lukewarm water and I've stir it in. it in my teas this whole yeah, time. No. So you might as well have been buying the really crap uh, like... Yeah, so it's oh. like if you're going to buy the expensive raw honey, yeah. um, make sure it stays raw. Okay. So don't cook with it and don't okay. put it in super hot things. Um, 
So yeah, a little bit of carbs before bed, um, cherries, um, really carby and also have, uh, melatonin, same with kiwi. So they're a really great bedtime Mm -hmm. snack. Um, and then carbs after a workout, it's really important to replenish, um, after a workout with carbohydrates, um, and protein ideally. Um, although most of us eat like way too much protein than we need and it's hard on the liver. Um, but, uh, yeah. And if you're a young adult, and if you exercise you can eat carbs and mm-hmm. not feel bad like you know if you're if you're very stationary and you don't exercise and you're a little bit older then yeah maybe hold up on the carbs because it, it could cause some weight gain but if you're young and healthy and active like eat some dates it's good mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. it's doing your body good and, and you need it this is such valuable information like if i could have tuned into something like this <laughs> back before i discovered it because this is the stuff. It's it's integrating something that that fits your lifestyle. It's it's being totally. your own experimenter. Totally eating foods and being aware of how your body reacts. Yeah, and that for me was one of the most powerful things that I did because I was in a corporate job because I was eating the same time every day. Yeah, doing it like I was in the same position. It was yeah. very easy to observe when I added things to my diet, yep. how did it affect how I feel? Yep. If I added something and I noticed, oh, I got a bit of brain fog or yep. I have some inflammation in the body, yep. clearly my body doesn't res- respond well with that food. Yep. And sometimes it's foods that might be good for some people but aren't good for me. Exactly. You need to understand yeah. that when you read the like, you know, bulletproof or whatever, you're getting the insights as yeah. to what works for Dave Asprey. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's not you are not Dave Asprey. Not you have cutter. different genes, you're in yeah. different circumstances. Um so yeah, it's great to take those tips and to take those learnings and, you know, try to incorporate them into your life, be mindful of what they do to you. Um but then be okay with if some of those things don't work for you um and as well things change like through the seasons and through different times in your life so i've been on the keto diet before or keto ish diet Mm. um and it has really served me but then again change is really good so then going towards more of a medical medium uh, protocol where i'm actually you know almost a fruitarian at at some point in the um in the summer i was and that really served me for a while and i felt you know cleansed and lighter and i felt like i had so much more energy and it was great and now I'm back to kind of eating just normal and I don't see it as like oh you know that was just a trend or that was that served me in that moment and that helped me get to where I am right now and so I think that um we all like to to cling on to the the latest greatest fad but know that you can change your diet you know through the seasons through the months and that's okay and that's what's really good for you so listen and tune in to what you need right now Mm -hmm. Yeah, good advice. Uh, and one of the great things is, is I've had these conversations with a lot of my male friends, mm-hmm. but it's great to have this conversation with a female because I know males and females are slightly different yeah. in h- hormonal things and yeah. diets will be slightly different, should be different for females. Yeah. Do you mind expanding on that a little bit? Like wh- what does your diet consist of now? Like, what- Yes. Um, so right now I'm intermittent fasting. Um, uh, I... I don't like to say I don't have a a label for how I eat because that was one of the things that I realized wasn't healthy to say that I'm vegan or that I'm Mm. paleo or whatever. It's to put yourself under restrictions. It's just, I don't know, not necessary. Um, So I will say that I eat everything. Um, Although I 
do stay away from gluten um, and I stay away from dairy. And I um, and if I ever do eat meat or any sort of animal protein, um, it has to be organic. So the, <laughs> other than that, I eat everything and I'm totally yeah. easy. Um, uh, but yeah, I would say that my diet is like the 80-20 rule. Like I, oh. I um, follow a, a whole foods healthy diet, you know, 80% of the time. And then in that 20% that I'm not necessarily eating the best ever food, I am doing so with so much love and so much happiness. And I'm seeing it as like soul food. And, you know, I'm feeding myself with the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm at my friend's birthday and we're having this cake and, you know, it would, it would be more damaging to, to myself to um, avoid that food and and put that restriction on myself because then that might lead to to binging. I think getting back to your question around male versus female, um, and not to say that men are insensitive always or, or that can't be um, more prone to eating disorders, but I know for myself and a lot of my female friends, um, the more that we restrict, the more that that eventually leads to binging. And that's what ended up happening with me for the keto diet because I followed it so specifically mm. and I took it such to heart that um, I was starving myself of carbs and once I got a taste of a carb, I just, I wouldn't stop. And I would just like go crazy or I would just binge on like, you know, cocoa butter. Cause I was like, okay, well, like I can have this. So like, I'm just going to have all of it. Um, and so I think, and I think men generally aren't as, um, they can kind of implement these rules into their life. And um, from, I don't know, from my understanding with the men that I know, it doesn't seem to affect them as emotionally. They just kind of do it and they don't overthink it. Whereas like, I don't know, yeah. women, we have more of that like craving uh, type thing. So yeah, that's, that's, and I don't know that that's just my opinion. Yeah. So don't uh, quote me on good it. Opinion. <laughs> uh, the bin, yeah. The binging, I'm a, I'll put my hand up. I have a tendency to binge as well. Yeah. When you, Define the difference between a binge and a, and a, and a cheat day because oh, I, I feel okay. like a cheat day is pretty is important. I like have a day where I eat what I want totally. and it kind of refuels my discipline Absolutely. for the week. Absolutely, and you should not call that a binge. Yeah. So that's a really good question because I don't want people to, mm. to misunderstand. So, um, you know, having an extra slice of cake or, you know – making yourself a nice big meal and then going for seconds and, you know, filling until you actually feel a little bit sick. <laughs> I wouldn't call that a binge. That would, that would just oh, be, a, no, yeah, I, okay, that's good. not a binge. Good. A yeah. binge is literally eating until you feel sick, like eating. Um, it's almost like an obsessive compulsive thing. Emotional eating essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, you're not listening to your body at all because you've just, you've blanked it out and yep. you know, you're trying to, you're, you're, you're trying to escape from, from some sort of emotional Exactly. Like mental chatter. Yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm just going to be mindful of time. Yes. Wow. I've got so many qu more questions I want to ask and time is ticking. Uh, while we're still on the diet topic, mm -hmm. I'll touch quickly on vegan diets yes. and vegetarian diets. Because yes. my girlfriends are vegan. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of vegans in Toronto. Yep. There are. And there's a lot of vegans growing around the world. Yep. What is your opinion on vegan? Like, is it um, healthy or it, not? Um, okay. It can definitely be done healthy, yeah. but it's very, very difficult and it needs to be done um, like mind, like you need to be a health expert if you're being yeah. a vegan and to be healthy. Because it's you not need for to everyone. Be, That's, it's definitely it's not for important. everyone. Yeah. Um, so 
you need supplementation. Um, if you're if you're a vegan and you're not taking supplements, you're unhealthy. You're not getting enough B vitamins. You're not getting um, like for instance vitamin A. Yes, there's vitamin A in like sweet potato and and vegetables, but the bioavailable I think it's A one. You need to be getting from like you know eggs or lamb or or liver. Lamb. Um, yeah, right. I'm also Greek, so I like, miss yeah. lamb. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, you just have to be very very conscious of it. It's very difficult and it's expensive mm. if you're vegan and doing it properly because you do need to supplement and you just need to be super conscious of everything that you're eating. There's so many vegans that just load up on carbs or, um, you know, they're loading up on legumes and they can only do it for so long until that they struggle with, um, gut issues. And oftentimes, um, I even know some vegans that are like secretly not vegan anymore, mm. but they are in that vegan world and with their all vegan friends, but they're starting to suffer with leaky gut and, you know, an IBS and they're implementing bone broth and collagen and these sorts of things that are making them feel so much mm. better. Um, but they don't want to, to then kind admit. of admit that to the world <laughs> yeah. because now they're in this vegan culture. And yeah. that's why I also just don't like using labels when it comes mm. to how I eat because um, I don't want people to pigeonhole me into something. Mm. And then what if I change my mind? Like what if tomorrow I want to eat yogurt from mm. a buffalo? Like then I have that mm. ability, you know? And so, um, yeah, I think a vegetarian is easier because you can have the animal products that have stuff like vitamin K2 yeah. and, and that thing. So, um, and I'm not bashing vegetarians or vegans because I think there are like some healthy people that, that do it and yeah. that can do it. You just have to be, it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. No, well said. Yeah. Uh, I think just limiting meat consumption in moderation, yeah. I've found that's been the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Um, having a girlfriend that's vegan, I've incorporated a lot of vegan food now and yeah. I've noticed that I actually feel really good Yeah, cutting back on the on the meat. So Totally. I think yeah. a lot of us, the people that do eat meat usually eat way too much. It doesn't need to be in every meal. It doesn't so need true. to be every day. Mm -hmm. um, so, but, you know, once a month or a couple times a month to get that in can be very, very healing. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Going back to the biohacking front, you know, taking this another level deeper, you know, diet for me is the foundational. It, clean up your diet and mm -hmm. start to get get that right and you're yeah. going to notice big differences. But once you've done that, I feel like you can take it another level deeper and start yes. to implement little hacks, yes. little food hacks, little like sleep hacks. Yes. You know, any any type of hack, I define a, a biohack mm -hmm. as something that is is a little change that results in a big, a big difference. Yes. For example, like for me, meditation, I would define as a hack. Totally. Because... When I started meditating, I, I realized how much of a difference this was having in my life. Yeah. 20 minutes in the morning and the, the difference was massive. Yeah. Uh, another example was like bulletproof uh, coffee. Yeah. Big hack. Like it just changed changed the game for me. Yeah. What are some like little hacks that you use or you could recommend for people who want to just start to notice some some differences in the way they think and feel yep. during the day, whether it's diet related or anything, what are your go-tos? Okay. Oh, good question. Um, I'll stay away from diet uh, yep. just because I feel like we've talked about that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say getting in sunlight every day is so important. Um, taking breaks throughout the day. Um, so I think a lot of us um, 
uh, even if I, I mean, I work from home most of the time, uh, but I will set an alarm um, if I know that I'm going to dig into work for um, an hour and a half to make sure that I get up. Um, there's something, I can't remember the name of it now, but similar to how we have circadian rhythms, we have this thing, it's like Our Lady in Rhythms or something like that. Right. And basically um, it happens every 90 minutes. Um, and every 90 minutes max, we need to get up and take a break, like mental mental capacity wise so 100%. so whether 100%. that's getting up and getting some water going yep. to the bathroom you yep. know um a lot of us we feel the need to eat or like have a snack but it could just be you know grabbing a tea or just walking over and saying hi to your neighbor you know at your, at your mm-hmm. desk um uh so for me really taking breaks without the guilt trip of like because you can feel it you can feel your eye there's like a soreness under your eyes or, or just that feeling of like oh, i just want to take a nap and there's a reason that you you know you just mm-hmm. scroll on facebook or something like that you need that kind of break, mental yeah. offset um so for me it, the hardest part was actually just getting over um being so judgmental t- towards myself of like of like oh my god no i shouldn't need a break like i've only been working like an hour yeah no that's okay some yeah. people's rhythm are like 45 minutes they need mm-hmm. a break um so breaks sunlight and, um, hmm. I mean, meditation, that's like a big one. I use the calm app and I cool. make sure that I get 10 minutes every day to meditate. Um, and then, oh, I guess I'll say essential oils. I love Me essential too. oils. I'm a big essential oil user. Oh, <laughs> right. And they just Which companies like, use? Doterra. Me too. Oh, right. Got one in my pocket right now. Oh my God. Yeah. I have yeah. A blend. Oh yeah. I have a blend in my, in my thing. Got what, my cheer. There we go. Oh, amazing. Which, a, which one's this that? This is uh this is an uplifting blend. It's uh, oh. a lot of a bit, bit more citrusy. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It's nice. Yes. But, um, uh, yeah. So is it essential oil? Oils, massive. Yeah. Pardon, pardon? Massive, massive, uh, hack them. Yes. I, I put the, uh, morning I've got my lemon with my water. I've yep. got the peppermint, lavender yep. before bed. I do. I've been doing on guard in the on morning, guard, which yeah. is a, it's a good one. Yeah. And actually I got into essential oils that, that, uh, that reminds me of another hack CBD. And I got into essential oils through CBD. So, really? um, yeah, because, um, you can actually, um, so essential oils have what's known as terpenes. Are yeah. you familiar? It's, it's from the CBD stuff. Yeah. The yeah, name rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they're basically the aroma emitting phenols that all plants and flowers and even some insects omit and the way, um, and so obviously cannabis has, uh, terpenes and that's why it smells like weed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the, a way that you can bring terpenes and the healing benefits of terpenes into your life with or without cannabis is actually through essential oils because essential oils have terpenes and a lot Mm. of the most common terpenes that's in cannabis are actually very common in essential oils so you know if you're looking for a strain of cannabis to really soothe you you'd want to go for something that has high levels of lilanol in it aka lavender so you can use it with lavender or just use lavender and it'll do the same thing um and or you get hot uh, yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) um which i'm not totally not about um uh or like pinene is one of the more energizing uplifting um so yeah the more i got into like researching cb the more i was like oh my god essential oils i need to i need to stack this stuff good for you yeah so it's a new it's a new for you the yes only like this past 
couple months wow. I've been getting into essential oil. I yeah. knew I would eventually because, yeah. you know, I eventually get yeah. into all those things and people would say like, oh yeah. my God, essential oils. You always meet those people. They're like, ah, change my life, essential oils. And I always know, I was like, I'm going to be there eventually, but eventually, I'm not there yet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you have the diffuser at home yet? Of course. Oh, mate. <laughs> it's the aroma, creating a nice aroma in any yeah. environment, especially a working environment. Yeah. You know, if you can create a nice aroma, well, I, I, I remember reading or hearing somewhere that Lemon, lemon, and it was another oil uh, as the best oils to wor- work, the best scents to work around because oh, okay. it, it evokes the most like kind of productivity focus, yes, yes. That sort of thing. Yeah. That's right. So lemon around your desk is a, is a good thing, is yeah. essential oil. I guess I'll give my little biohacking yes, tips please. while we're at it because I tried a lot of different stuff. Like mm-hmm. I was, I'll, I'll put my hand up. I spent a lot of money on Dave's. Yeah. Products, the bulletproof products. Oh, did you get the glasses? No, <laughs> I didn't go that far. I didn't get the blue light blocking glasses, but <laughs> I, I was I was listening to his podcast a lot while I was working yeah. in my, my other job, and yeah, he he sell he sold a lot of his his products on there, and like he would describe how what they would do and how they would make you feel. I was like, yeah. I've got to get that stuff. Yeah. I, got, I got the unfair advantage. I tried that. Oh yeah, and how did that? Was, how did that... was good. Okay, I would use it before soccer games, and, and yeah. it was it was the CoQ. Is that what's in it? CoQ. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And also, isn't there a curcumin in it as well? I think so. It basically gives just cellular energy, so yeah. boosts the the mitochondria, Mito- yeah. and they just that supercharges them yeah. without like the need for caffeine or anything. And yeah, yeah, I noticed a big difference using that. But for me, it was more back to just the simple little things. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't require much money at all. Yeah. Uh, and most importantly was was my sleep. I remember going nuts on sleep hacking and trying to really get my sleep like optimal because I was, I was in, like I'm telling you, I was insane. I was doing a little too much. I yeah. was burning the candle at both ends, but yeah. I was hacking my sleep so I could get up, you know, with, with only requiring six hours of sleep or five and a half hours yeah. um, so I could get up and do the stuff that I wanted to do before going to my corporate job. Yeah. And I remember incorporating things like the raw honey before bed mm-hmm. with some MCT oil yeah. in, you know, in some warm water and that, that and apple cider vinegar before bed. I found yeah. that I had a massive impact on my sleep, <laughs> this, the quality of my sleep, yeah. which was key. And also supplementing things like magnesium, which oh, I know has changed the is game. Magnesium Yeah. <gasps> If there's one supplement yeah. everyone needs to get on, 100%. it's magnesium. And and you, most people don't take enough because when you buy the magnesium yeah. pills, they'll say like, you know, oh, take yeah. one to three. You need to be taking like six yeah. of those. Like Why well, use the spray now? Because it oh, absorbs I a lot better. Oh, I love the spray. Yeah. Yes. Oh We're my geeking God. out on this stuff. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I put frankincense um, and copaiba in the spray because those are two nice. good um, essential oils for pain relief. So after nice. a workout, I'll spray myself with that. And so it's anti-inflammatory. It's really good for pain relief. And then you're getting the magnesium Damn. and it's such a bioavailable form. <gasps> good call. Yeah, good call. Yeah, magnesium before bed yes. is a big one. It yeah. really will help quality of sleep. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think what else would I say would be my main biohack. Yeah, fasting. Fasting yep. was massive. Yeah. Yep. If just, just incorporating a, a fast starting off with like one or two times a week, skipping yep. your breakfast and seeing how giving your body a chance to just clean up in house. Totally. Cleanse and allow any remnants from the previous meals to yep. I think a Monday is a good time to fast because if you've binged out a little bit on the weekend, then yep. you can allow the body to reset. Exactly. Starting and a new week. you can incorporate fasting in a way that helps you have less guilt around food. Like I noticed that, you know, if you know that you are going to go out and, and kind of eat a lot or, or maybe it's 
Thanksgiving or something like that, you can just enjoy that event for what it is and eat what you want, yeah. knowing that like, you know what, tomorrow I'll fast. Like yeah. it's, you know, not to say that you have to compensate every time you indulge, but um, it can be a nice way to, again, yeah, like kind of let the body do its work and know that, you know, there's enough food in there that it has enough to work with. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's one thing I have to reassure myself. I do, I can last like months. The human body can last months without yeah. food. I can yeah. last a, a, a day. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a reminder for people. Um, I'm just keeping mindful of time. But I, the bio, biohacking is something that it really has changed my life and I'm sure it has changed yours. And it's, yeah. it's a journey that once you begin, it's, you become very, you can become addicted to it, but at the same time it's integrating it around your life. And for me it was finding out why, why I wanted to do this stuff and yeah. why I discovered biohacking in the first place was because I tuned into like a passion that I had for health and wellness and yeah. I, I wanted to like Im- just improve how I felt overall so mm-hmm. I had more energy to give exactly in, in the avenues of my life that that I wanted to share my creative outlets yeah. I wanted to have energy for, to play sport to be able to work and, and and do the things I needed to do all requires energy yeah so biohacking for me is is building your storage of energy it's using yeah. whatever tools you have to ensure that your whatever creative output you're, you're doing whether whether whatever work that is whatever your creative outputs are which I hope people are starting to tune into because that was foundational for me when I started working in the corporate job I didn't have a creative output a yeah. creative outlet yeah I was working in tax there was no creative side to that yeah so I found my outlet which was blogging at the time mm-hmm. and then biohacking enabled me to fuel this this it fueled me to be able to get up early in the morning yeah and write blogs and and fuel gave me the energy to get through the day do, what's your integration with bio, like biohacking? Like what, what's your creative outlet? Why is this purposeful for you? Yeah, well, that's a, um, I love what you said about it's just about being your best self so that you can be your best mm-hmm. self. And I think that that was um, while my journey in health and wellness started with probably almost more aesthetic reasons of like, oh, I want to lose weight and like look yeah. prettier. Um, but then you realize, oh, wow, like if I do these things, I can give more. I can do more of what I want and give more to the world. Um, and so for me, one of my creative outlets was blogging as well. And just, nice. you know, being on my um being on this journey of health and wellness and um, I guess people just started to clock on that I was on this journey and they would ask me for tips and then being able to share it with people was so rewarding because you realize that um, people are so many people feel like they've um, they've missed the boat or that there's guilt around that they're not doing enough and that they know that they're unhealthy but they don't quite know what to do about it and they feel like oh well no I don't have the time or I don't know what to do and so being able to, um, because I'm obsessed with that information, like live it, learn it, and then distill it to them in a really easy way is just so rewarding. And I still have to remind myself that, you know, I still need to live it and I still need to take breaks. And, um, you know, I can't just always be on and always be learning all these things and always blogging about and always sharing because, um, it sometimes to, to slow down is to speed up. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I also love what you said in terms of the biohacks that 
a lot of the best ones are free, you know, sunlight, community, um, making sure that you get enough sleep. Like all of those ones are really the life-changing biohacks. I think that um, for myself, I jumped on board all of the more expensive kind of tools and, and aesthetics and the aura ring that tracks your sleep. And I thought, and I think a lot of us think that biohack is like, oh my God, but I can't afford like, like brain octane oil and I can't yeah. do all that. But it's like, yes, those, those help and those are awesome. But if you really want to change the way that you live, then, you know, meditating for 10 minutes a day, like a gratitude practice in the morning or at night journaling, all of those things make such a difference that, um, you don't even need to change your diet. You don't need to take any other supplements all of those things will, you know, money back guaranteed mm-hmm. and there's no money to put down. So, yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah, it's, it's the holistic approach as well. Mm-hmm. It's the mind, body, spirit, soul, consciousness. Like it's integrating all three mm-hmm. and the biohacking and diet and exercise for me was, is mind and body is yeah. getting the vessel and, and getting the body and mind working in sync yeah. so that you can find the meaning and purpose in your life. Exactly. And that's what it's all about for me. That's all we're all chasing. We just want to feel good. Exactly. Yeah. And and remind yourself that you're doing it because you want to feel good. So if you're ever doing some, you know, these biohacks yeah. and you realize that you're not feeling your best ever, then remind yourself that it's like the whole reason I'm doing this is to feel good. So if you're, you know, if you're fasting and it's not been the 16 hours yet and you're absolutely mm-hmm. starving and it's 15 hours, then, you know, eat and mm-hmm. be okay with that because it's like, you know what, I, I did what I could and at the end of the day, I want to feel good. Obviously, there's a line, but um, but I think a lot of us need that kindness reminder more than we um, need the, you know, yeah. the shaking And the, the forgiveness. So, yeah. like, forgive ourselves if, like, you know, you have you have bad food and you don't yeah. feel good. Like, that's fine. It yeah. is what it is. It's it's A lot of it is comes down to how we choose to, especially with food, mm-hmm. how we choose to perceive what we're having. Like Absolutely. We, we create energy through gratitude and emotional states. You can infuse that into your lifestyle through the foods you have, the things you do. If you're in a state of gratitude and appreciation and thankfulness for like at least we have food. Some people don't even have food. Some people don't have clean water. And it's not even just woo-woo stuff. It's real science. Mm -hmm. If you take, you know, three to five big deep breaths before a meal, which is something that I always do, I make sure when I sit down, I generally have, um, I'll like, sometimes I'll break my fast at like noon after a workout too. Nice. Um, And I'll do um, a smoothie bowl, but it's not just fruit. I'll do it with um, frozen zucchini, frozen cauliflower. Um, I'll cook up some sweet potato and then freeze that. And anyways, it all ends up being super delicious. And then I'll I'll top it with some berries and um, some nut butter and all that jazz. Um, Anyways, but I always look at it and, um, and then I just take like five nice deep breaths and that literally puts your body into rest and digest mode, which is what you need to be in in order to assimilate all of the nutrients from that food. It's science. So if you're in fight or flight, then you're not digesting that food. And um, what I recently learned, actually, I interviewed um, this awesome guy, Brian Hardy, who's also a biohacker. And he was talking about um, the mind-body-gut connection. And in order for a happy mind and body it really does depend on a happy gut because a lot of our neurotransmitters like GABA, serotonin, yeah. dopamine are all manufactured in the gut, in that the digestive crazy, process. Isn't it? So 
if you're not digesting and assimilating nutrition, whether it's because of poor diet or whether it's because of stress or infection, then you're literally not creating serotonin, Mm. GABA, dopamine, and hence your brain is starving for those nutrients and it's impossible to feel happy. And they've actually done studies that a lot of the time the root cause of depression is actually a gut problem. So it could be a matter of, you know what, don't even change your diet, but you know, practice some mindful eating strategies like deep breaths before, um, before eating, oftentimes plating your food rather than eating, you know, out of a bag where you can't see the end is, is a, is a good thing. Um, and, uh, chewing more like, you know, try chewing 20 it's times. Sl- slower. Exactly. Slower bites. Exactly. You oh, won't need as much. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm a culprit for that. I yeah. always just like to shovel stuff in, right? but like eat, appreciate each Especially if it's something you enjoy eating, slow down and really exactly. enjoy the moment. It can be really frustrating the first couple times, yes. but um, the That's rewards are amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm practicing that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kiki, before I finish up and ask the last question, you know, I really want people to know where they can find you online because you have amazing content. You have oh, such a great you. blog and your, your social media pages are just like, popping with great stuff. <laughs> Where can you. people find your stuff online? Oh, thank you. Um, so right now my handles and everything is all me by Kiki. Um, so Instagram, me by Kiki, S-O-M-E by, and a lot of times people ask me how to pronou- uh, how to spell Kiki. I'm like, obviously it's K-I-K-I. <laughs> um, and then my blog, uh, me by Kiki.com. Cool. Love it. So for people who are listening, you know, a lot of people live like some people I, for one, was stuck in that position where I wasn't really sure what my passions were. I was working a job that I wasn't fulfilled at and I was really frustrated and confused and I felt stuck in my position. If someone is listening or watching this and they, they are still figuring out like what their passion is, they don't really have a purpose yet, mm-hmm. clearly you're starting to really dig into a purpose here. Like you found a passion that's like, like I can see it, like lights you up. Same yeah. as me, I'm super excited <laughs> about this stuff. But what if someone hasn't quite found that yet? Like mm-hmm. what sort of things can they start to do, little things in their day that can really start to help them tune into their own voice and what, what it is they're here to do? Oh, that's an awesome question. Um, so I would say... First of all, visualize what it will feel like and what it will look like and, and what you're going to do when you when you do find your purpose. It's okay to not know your purpose. Um, even myself, I still struggle with specifically like what is my five-year goal? What, what does my 10-year timeline specifically look like? And instead of worrying and fixating on, oh, I need to, to get the answer to that question, think about how you'll feel when you have the answer and and be okay with that process. And in the meantime, you know, just do things that you enjoy. And maybe that's just hanging out with friends or, uh, you know, doing art or, or cooking and, and kind of lean into the things that make you feel good and, and make a conscious effort to daily, um, whether it's a meditation or whether it's just literally lying down on your bed and thinking about, okay, like how am I going to feel when I know what I want to do? Or how am I going to feel when I, when I do have that dream job, whatever that dream job is? And how might I look? Where might I be? What, what might I smell? What might I eat mm-hmm. while I'm doing those things? And just kind of get creative and get playful um, rather than, you know, try to map out. I think that um, a lot of us like, you know, vision boards and that kind of thing, but they can be a little bit daunting when you yeah. don't know your path. And so don't don't worry yourself with all of the details and instead just lean into the the playfulness of 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 asking yourself those yeah. those questions. Great answer. 
Thank Follow you. the curiosity. Uh, yeah. Simply just by asking the question, like, what do I want or what am I passionate about? Exactly. That's it. That's Enjoy enough that in process. itself. Yeah. Exactly. Like the you're already a step ahead. Like I meet so many people that um, they, they do say that they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure. But I know. And it's like, wow, you're already like so ahead of the game because there are so many people that are just in there, mm. you know, nine to five jobs, yep. whatever, that they don't even know that they're unhappy. That's You've right. acknowledged that you are and that you want to make a change like congratulations about taking that awesome first step like you're well on your way Mm -hmm. well said my friend thank you for joining me this has been such a enjoyable conversation thank you so much Uh, thoroughly enjoyed this Uh, really appreciate you being on the podcast thank you until next time guys thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast Uh, it really means a lot to me knowing that you're choosing this type of content and you know there's one thing i can leave you with as you take off for the rest of your day is is two calls of actions for you. Uh, one of the calls of actions that I've been trying to do recently every single day is, is, is do one act of kindness. Um, I mean, if you can do more than one act, that's perfect. But start with one. Try and just do something kind for someone else. And, you know, pay pay for someone's coffee ahead of you or just open the door for someone, hold the door open for someone when they're walking by. Um, these little acts of kindness can really go a long way and it actually improves the way you feel and also improves the way someone else feels. And that kind of stems on throughout the throughout the day. So... Try and do that. Find something kind to do for someone else. Um, Here's one opportunity for you to do some act of kindness is go ahead and uh, leave some feedback on the podcast on iTunes, leave a rating or review. Or if you're feeling extra special, share this with someone else uh, to try and help someone else out on their journey. Uh, And that will mean a lot for me. It will mean a lot for other people. And it's going to mean a lot for you because the more acts of kindness we do, we spread the love. So thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you in the next episode.